Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You are now listening to the Thanks for Trying podcast, episode 10. And this episode of the Thanks for Trying podcast is a very special one. For the first time, I hosted it live in front of an audience at the Phoenix in London. As always, and specifically in this one, it gets fucking sweary and quite offensive. Thank you to every single person that came down and packed out the room at the Phoenix. And thank you, of course, to the staff there as well for letting us host. Shout out to Seb White for recording the show. And big thank you to everyone who's been downloading the shows over the past 10 episodes. Big thank you to the returning guests who are on episode one, my good friends Doc Brown and Ed Scrine. Big, big shout out to Hoxton Jin too. Enjoy this. Thank you everyone for coming. Before I do a proper introduction on... On the podcast itself, um, thank you everyone for fucking being here tonight. I'm going to be all emotional and shit. Um, especially uh, the more drunk I get, I'm going to be even more emotional. So thank you for coming. Uh, get, is everyone drunk? Is everyone going to get, get drunk with me? Because I feel like we're, the, we're going to get progressively more and more fucking smashed as this goes on. So you know how it goes. Who here listens to the podcast? Yeah. All right. Thank you for just saying that to appease, appease me. I appreciate that very much. Ladies and gentlemen, with great pride... Uh, I'd like to introduce episode 10 of the Thanks for Trying podcast. Thank you. <laughs> Featuring my very special guest and the first ever guest of the show from episode yeah. one, my great the friend. The only guest you could get at the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I set my standards so low. Um, Ed Scrine and Doc Brown, make some noise. <laughs> wow. It's been fucking 10 months. Wow. Is that right? It's fucking ridiculous. Wow. And you know the only reason I started this podcast was because of you, Ed. Mm. Why, why did you say that? Because we were sat, we were having dinner. Do you remember this? Like mm-hmm. last, last Christmas? This time last year. We were having dinner and um, you said to me, if you don't start a fucking podcast, I'm going to beat you up. Really? That's motivation. It, yeah. it is. It is. And, and you, you know he's he's in the gym and shit. It's not joking. You know what I mean? I've seen him. He used to talk people, a lot like... of shit back in the like early two thousands. <laughs> but you think maybe maybe I could take him? Maybe you know you know I was si- sizing it up. Now I spent a good couple of months going could could I take him? And I was like, no, I think the easiest option is for me to start Not a podcast. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it it was always a thing where. The first time we met was in Guildford when you were doing the radio show. That's true. You know, University and, um, of Surrey. So you. You know, was, was that, up? There's was some that sorry Ken, people was, in here. 
Was that Kane FM? No. No, no, it wasn't Kane. It was fucking GU2. It was a student radio station, oh, brother. But the way you did it, you know, your, your personality that day and, and, and your presence and everything was, was, was proper. And, um, you know, you've always had it in you. Mm. And, you know, you're more than just a DJ. Usually Thanks, I just abuse that. this geezer, so I don't know what yeah. I'll, I'll start off being physically nice and mentally, yeah, yeah, or just threateningly physically. But anyway, no. <laughs> so anyway, I knew you had it in you, you know, and you were Thanks. talking about it, Stop saying it. you know that it was something that that, that you'd been thinking about. So mm. you know, I remember the conversation being very much get the fuck up and do it. Yeah. Like, stop talking about it. Yeah, I don't want to hear no more talk about it. You can do this and you're going to be Shut the great. fuck up, eat your steak and do your podcast. Yeah. You know, yeah, and congratulations for getting to number 10, bro. Thank and you I'm, very I'm much. I've enjoyed all of them. I think they've been fantastic. Stop it. Stop no, it. I appreciate thing. that. But you know what? As much as I've had, you know, fucking wonderful year, you know, uh, reaching the, the heady heights of podcasting, you guys have fucking... Uh, you guys have killed it. You guys have killed it this year. Like, yeah. ridiculously so. Um... I mean, obviously, since we, we first went, went on the first one, Deadpool had just come out. Um, and it's just done fucking incredibly. Deadpool, guys, come on. You Dead, know what I mean? Make Deadpool. some noise. I love that University of Deadpool. Surrey got, got a bigger... Yeah, yeah, yeah University of Surrey got a better, it did get a better response. I'm so proud of what we did. <laughs> wow. Um, well, I mean, it, you, you killed it this year. Like, what, it was one of the highest grossing films of the year or some shit like that. I don't fucking know. You know what? It feels like now, after all is said and done with, with, with the, you know, success, or relative success that's been had, because obviously it's, you know, material success. Mm. I was thinking about it yesterday. In fact, I was talking to someone at the Corrupt FM gig, shouting mm. in their ear. But we were, we were, I was saying what, what we did with that was everything I was trying to do with like the UK hip hop and stuff, you know, mm. make something that's subversive and mm. makes, but still prove to people like, no, nah, we can stand next to you lot. And you know, we, we have a different approach and you know, our way might be, yeah. you know, does, kind sorry, of underground to mentality. Does everybody know that about Ed? That Ed, Ed was like a spitter, like he was a, he yeah. was a proper rapper. Yeah, everyone couple know people, that. Couple people know. Some people don't know, some people don't yeah, know. Yeah, loads of people don't know. And then like, yeah. some directors or producers are like, ah. Yeah, <laughs> they got the video. They listened to the EO. He's, he's, he's very yeah. vibrant. Like, Let's cast him. They're like, yeah, got four babies by three fathers. I like that. With the alias, the dinner lady pimp. Yeah. Which is yeah. which is a beautiful alias. Still my favourite. Still on your Wikipedia page, which must be so confusing <laughs> for a lot of fans of well, your I like it because it gets, you know, things get misquoted all the time. And so you'll have things like, you know, they'll announce a new movie or something. Yeah. And it will be something like Vanity fair or like entertainment weekly or something. and then they'll say and uh, Ed Scrine formerly a rapper under the name of Dinner Lady Pimp like, <laughs> it makes me laugh that's man. amazing but do you know what yeah all of that sorry to interrupt but no, all of that good. is like you know even though it's such a different realm and it was such a different time and even now it kind of feels like it's like oh, mm. I forgot I even did that kind of thing yeah it's something I'm so proud of even though it was so fucked up and what we were doing was so messed up you know what I mean and um so I, I, it makes me laugh when people say that, but you know, I'm still proud of it, even though you know, it didn't have the, it didn't do what Deadpool did in terms of numbers and mm, money and whatnot. Mm, mm. That means nothing to me. I, I just, just can't, I can't see a UK rap record doing the same as Deadpool did in yeah. numbers. I hope it I does. Say, even in a universe where it's What would those bars contain? You know what I mean? What would they contain? Yo, that'd be a fucking well, sick well, record, <laughs> man. There's, Shit. There's a record coming out next year, which is oh, I mean, do don't worry. I'm coming to that. I'm coming to that. But that's, you know, it's, it's fucking sick. And it, it, since we last spoke, because we did talk, we talked a lot about Deadpool on the last podcast, you know, mm. and uh, it, it, as much as I could talk about it all day long, the thing that I 
regarding Deadpool, which I spoke to you about, because you, you texted me one day after the podcast came out. Yeah. And uh, you texted me like, oh, uh, bruv, I just thought I'd let you know um, that, that Ryan's been listening to the podcast. And yeah. I was like, what, what, what do you mean, man? And you're like, yeah, yeah, no, Ryan Reynolds. He says he's been listening in the gym. Yeah. Like, but he fuck. emailed me and he said something really cryptic. And it was said something like, ah, now I know what you were doing, what you were thinking of in the workshop. Or, or right. I didn't know you were thinking about your asshole the whole time in the workshop. <laughs> and I was like, what are you talking about? And he was like, oh, the podcast with your pals. And so when we, when we met up, I said, oh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. It was at the, um, it was at the premiere or something right. like that anyway. And he was like, yeah, I loved it. You know, he said, he said what he loved about it was he could tell that we were friends and there was an intimacy and a trust. Mm. And that's the most beautiful thing. And I think that, you know, that's, that's, the, that's the biggest strength of, 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 of this podcast. You know, there's so many good podcasts out there. But, you know, I think that, you know, when things are honest and, and intimate, mm. whatever they are, I think that, you know, you, you, it enhances them knowing. It does. Yeah. Ryan, story. that reference, the arsehole reference that maybe some of you don't uh, remember mm. from the first, Ryan told uh, Ed the, the best way to prep. It wasn't Ryan, was it? It was, it was, it was, Ryan. It was Mar- Marlon Brando's agent. So Ryan didn't even know that... that he didn't know about that the arsehole thing. One yeah. of my processes, yeah. So Ed's Ed's approach to acting, like one of them, one of them. No, it's, it's the only. No, it's, 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 only it's the only approach to acting. His only approach is <laughs> before 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 the camera goes live. You know, when they're getting the sound rolling and whatnot, he focuses on his anal retention. Mm. Um, I don't know if you can you break it down, give us a bit more detail. On well, the, yeah, I love <laughs> stitching me up there, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, uh, no, it's basically, <laughs> it basically is like, you you know, you start by relaxing everything. It comes from the, you know, the... Sp- specifically something. I'm trying to make this... Specifically. I'm thinking now. <laughs> no, it's like, you know, you do all of the prep, all of the prep in terms of, you know, the mental work and, the, you know, the mm. a- script analysis and you do everything that you can to get the character there. But after that, it's like an athlete. You know, you've done all your training. You can only run or swim as fast as you can on that day. So then it comes down to mentality. Mm. And, you know, when everything's there and all the lights are there and you're thinking, you've been thinking at home, like, oh, I'm so ready for this. This is so great. You get there, you're like, rah, you know, you wow. start to feel negative energy and stuff. So the process is like, find your center of gravity, let your hands hang down, let, let, let mm. your hands become heavy, breathe, you know, make sure you, you feel you're breathing and then relax your arsehole. Mm. <laughs> and, you know, you make sure you're nice and relaxed like that and then after that, very importantly, after you relax your arsehole, mm. it's very important to say, yeah. fuck it. So we say yeah. it like, the short term thing is relax your arsehole and fuck it. Yeah. And so, um, when you see me going... Which is quite a confusing instruction, really. No, it yeah, it is. For anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about. So you've got to hear the whole process. You can't yeah, just yeah, relax your arsehole. But I don't want to see people on context. set. Or in, you know... Because yeah. you don't have to only use it on set. I use it in, <laughs> in use social environments. Use it at home. I'm doing it on right your own. Now, you know what I mean? <laughs> wow. Yeah, well, you know what? And that... that that phrase and that bit of advice has run as a theme throughout pretty much every episode yeah. of Thanks Australian Podcast. Yeah. Even Jordan, shout out to Jordan who's here now. It we were talking. It changed his life. Oh, Jordan's big up to him, bro. Yeah, yeah. Jordan. Jordan Stevens in the building, um, and like, and it changed a lot of people's lives. So thank you for that. Yeah. Um, so on that beautiful note, uh, Doc, you've had a fucking fantastic year, also. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's been all right. It's you been fucking, all right. <laughs> no, fucking killing it. I, you, you know. Uh, it, it's it, it, it's been one of those years where I I just thought I'm I'm just gonna stop doing shit that I don't really enjoy, mm. but it, it, it pays the bills. I'm just I'm just gonna see what happens if yeah. I just 
start saying no all the time and just do the things that I really enjoy doing that yeah. I, I'm desperate to get up in the morning to do and yeah. making that decision I think the results of of, of, of 2016 for me like it's, it's, it's totally reflected that like it's vindicated that do you know what yeah. I mean so um, yeah man I'm blessed it's a beautiful thing life on the road sick I haven't yeah, seen it, but sick. You haven't seen it? I still haven't seen it. I need to fucking see it. It's wow. always your friends that don't go and see No, they support. never go. I didn't see Deadpool for weeks, and I felt, <laughs> went with uh, Michael Payne, also hipping him up, and we went for, you yes, know, a while, a, a while, I was like, I felt a fucking bad friend, but it's done fucking well, man. Front covers of magazines and yeah, shit. Yeah, you know, there, there's nothing scarier than, than, than comedy, and, and take that from yeah. someone who battled in the days when you had to, like, make it up on the spot, mm. you know? Like, that shit was the scariest element of entertainment I'd ever experienced until comedy yeah and uh, you know you can go and see a like a non-dramatic drama and it's kind of it's boring mm. at, at, at best you know um, you can see a non-thrilling thriller or a non-scary horror and it's quite funny like you can yeah. you kind of you kind of enjoy it but like a non-funny comedy mm. yeah is like that's the <laughs> hardest shit to sit through like that's it's so much pain, like just sitting there and like expecting yeah. to laugh and not laughing. And I'd seen like a real, real rough cut, like literally just just the rushes slapped yeah. together with no sound. Yeah. Until the premiere. Oh shit! So I walked in, and you know, obviously the full room at, at Leicester Square, and mm. from like the first the first scene mm. people were just pissing themselves and it mm. wasn't just industry do you know what I mean we had like industry down the front but the rest of the room was just all punters do you mm. know what I mean so I was like <sighs> just yeah. the relaxation was the first thing because I brought like 12, 15 family and close yeah. friends you know yeah, that hurts when you look at your, you look at your close <laughs> they're friends they're not laughing that's, yeah, when, when you look at your close friends and afterwards they just go yeah yeah <laughs> Dude, I, I love that coat. I love that coat. You, you're looking really well. You're looking really well. You, you, you got a beautiful family. <laughs> nice weather today. What are you talking about? You just came to my fucking premiere. Um, that's, yeah, no, that's sick. That's fucking amazing. Because um, I saw you, I came to one of the work, work in progress gigs that you did with Ricky um, earlier in the year, was it? Oh, if, was that in Finchley? In Finchley, yeah. And I brought you backstage. That's right. And you were like, and I had to. And you, were had to you were a different Corin for a little bit. You're saying. like, shall I say things or it's shall a, I not nah, say things? Uh, you know what I mean. <laughs> it's a very, it's a very weird. You know what I find is like, if it's anyone that that I'd been a fan of post twenty, don't give a fuck. If it's someone that you've grown up watching on TV and you've been a kid and you've not idolized them but they've not they've not in essence been a real human being they've just been a, some kind of character on tv then for me it's very difficult to talk to them mm. because you've developed for so many years this this idea in your head of what they'd be like or all of this shit yeah. and it's, it's very difficult to, to kind no, of converse. i hear that because i brought you on taskmaster as well and yeah you, like, you were just swagging around like <laughs> chatting to the chicks you know you were just you, were just you. you know what i mean I brought you backstage with Ricky, like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> this is Corin. Oh, hey, Corin, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I love you. <laughs> True story. Yeah. Um, but like, the, the, thing, the thing is when, when he, because you essentially headlined that fucking gig. Yeah. 
it was fucking ill. But yeah. it's one thing I noticed about you because obviously I've known you for quite some time and mm. I've been to a lot of gigs, of your gigs and we've done gigs, to, quite a mm-hmm. few gigs together. And But like I didn't really notice it as, as succinctly as I did within that moment of how fucking relaxed you are before you go on stage. And it pissed yeah. me off. I, well, I, th- that, that's something that I've forced into myself. It's, it's not, it doesn't come naturally. Right. When I, when I started out, I remember I entered a competition um, called So You Think So You Think You're Funny. Right, this yeah. Channel Four thing, like a nationwide search for like the next big comic kind of thing. And I I'd improvise in mm. every every round, and sometimes it went well, sometimes it didn't. But I always made it through. And then I, when I got to the final, mm. I became super tense, and I wouldn't talk to any of the other comics who were in the final. Yeah. I just paced around. I didn't improvise. I worked out because it was seven minutes every round. I worked out the seven minutes and I just repeated them to myself like a robot. And I was super tense. And I, I, I didn't win it. And also, I, I think I was quite average on the night. But I set in stone like a process that lasted for another f- at least three, four years where before every gig, I was massively tense. Yeah. Massively yeah, tense. Yeah, yeah. And then I get out there and nothing sounded natural. You know, right. I'd always be okay, but it never sounded natural. Mm. And then I think something switched where I think I was probably late to a gig, got in there, saw a couple of comics that I knew, mm. just chatting, chatting, chatting. Oh, Doc Brown. And then I was out, mm-hmm. you know, and I didn't have time to think about it. That's it was cool. So really you almost enjoyable. trick yourself into kind of thinking, well, I'm not even going on soon. No, I'm just, I'm just yeah. chilling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like as soon as I was more relaxed about it, it was fine. Now... I really, I don't give a fuck. Like when it comes that's to stand-up, exact, That's exactly, the, the scenario you described is exactly what happened at this gig that I'm talking about now. Okay. Is that we were standing on in the sides. Do they call it the rafters? I feel like that's a, a thing. Do people say, what the rafters, fuck is a rafter? Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, so we were in the, the rafters. Wings. The wings? The wings. wings. All right. Thank you. Oh, thanks, yeah, I appreciate people. that. You said that so embitteringly. <laughs> wings. Yeah, thank you. Um, so we were in the wings and... Um, and we were just chatting and like Ricky was on, he was doing his stand up, doing his thing. Mm-hmm. And we were chatting and he was saying to me, oh yeah, yeah, um, that locks record, man. <laughs> just talking Just talking hip-hop. about hip, talking hip hop. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, shit, man. Primo ain't made a sick beat like that in like fucking five years. Da, 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 da. And then all of a sudden, like out of one ear, I'm like, I hear Ricky Gervais go, dog bro. Yeah. <laughs> Bang on. Walk out. And, and there's a thing like, I used to, th- think it was beer i'd always have like a couple beers right. and that would loose loosen me up a bit but mm. actually convo like a, mm-hmm. like a bit of real convo before you go out on stage rap convo and then when, when <laughs> the That's first the things you time. say to the, mm-hmm. the a room of strangers mm. it just feels more natural uh, yeah i, I think 100 percent. i had this wonderful um story kevin smith was mm. talking about he he was able to go backstage and meet floyd mayweather just before a fight. wait wait Kevin Smith, the director from Clark, Clark's, from Clark's. Okay, cool. Clark's, Clark's. I don't know. I I change it each time, and the Clark's or Clark's. How do you feel? Clark's Clark's, guys. Okay. All right. The masses have spoken. (laughs) (laughs) This is so much better having people here because then it's not just us going. How do you say this? (laughs) Seb on Google. (laughs) 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 Um, And he said that he went back and. um, Mayweather was watching a fucking basketball game half an hour before the thing just watching with his pals just think and he's like dude you're so relaxed like shouldn't you be getting ready he was like man if I'm not ready now I'm never going to be ready Mm. I've been training you know same thing the analogy I think I even said in the first podcast about Lennox Lewis when he fought um, Evander Holyfield that's something I always think about in terms of my prep was 
you know, uh, I think it was the Holyfield fight, and you know, Holyfield's there, and he's getting punched in the face by his trainer, and he's hyping him up, come on champ, come on champ, all of this, and then they cut to Lennox's room, and Lennox was just lying down with a towel over his head, and his, <laughs> and his trainer was just sitting there with a book, and the room was completely <laughs> silent, and it was chill, and you know, people often say to me with like set, you know, like, oh, you know, you're a bit, you know, that I have a positive, um, attitude on set and I like to spread that and you know part of that is yeah because I like to you know uh, that is what I'm like but part of that is selfish as well because it relaxes me to have relaxed for, to just mm. have normal conversations mm. oh how's your mm. family how's all that mm. I'm just nice and calm and so sometimes you know it's a, it's a selfish means to to get to that place you know and I'm I, always I, like that with just but only with the people that work in catering <laughs> I feel like that's the only people you need to be nice to dinner lady pimp bruv I mean, where'd you think the name come from? Man? You know what I mean? You know, I'm trying to get them double jacket potatoes. <laughs> you know what I mean? beans. Two, two jacket potatoes. <laughs> two. Um, so just, to, just, to, I wanted to talk to you about another thing, and I know because Ed hasn't heard this story, because okay. you, you've told me it, and I know Ed's going to have a lot of questions okay. about this. Um, I can see it in your face already. I've got questions. I don't already. even know He's what got this questions. is going to be about. This is about the Baftas, the the Bafta in in LA, oh, in LA. recently. Um, where you you had to host uh, you, you had to yeah. host a thing for the BAFTAs right mm -hmm. which is amazing you do a wonderful thing you do BAFTA you host the children's BAFTAs every yes, year in I England love, right? yeah. which is fantastic but this is you know but this is I was going to bring uh, you your own one but it was fucking up so I just thought we no, we're all going to have to I get each other's herpes you're going to have any anyway, <laughs> <laughs> you just press that button yes alright so this year you got asked to host in LA yes. a, a special ceremony for the BAFTAs mm -hmm. and um but the sick thing here is you got to meet a lot, a lot yeah. of all of our idols. It was very, it was a very tense experience because they, they called me up very late, which mm. made me think, okay, someone pulled out. It, 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 it just Elba pulled out. Still needed to, still needed to keep that BAFTA diversity quota up. So ho ho holler at Doc, right? I knew it because the, children, the children's BAFTAs, they, they booked me like six months in advance. I'm getting a call like two weeks before. So, but I'm still, obviously, I'm hyped, I'm hyped. And, uh, you know, obviously I say mm. yes. Then they tell me, oh, BAFTA LA is a charity. So right. there's no money. Oh, okay. Right? That old um, chestnut, isn't it? Yeah. UK hip hop days. UK, they, they were moving mad UK hip hop about this shit. They did a research. Is it shit, So uh, it was also like it fell in the October half term before Halloween yeah. so it was over the week of half term holidays so mm. I thought well I've got to bring my kids so I hollered at them about like getting tickets for my kids they were like nah. and initially they said they'd get me two business class tickets for right. me and a guest so I thought okay boom that's me and my wife done yeah. but then it's half term I think I've got to bring the kids so I called them up and was like what can you do and they were like mm. well nothing we're not, we're, not we're not getting you four business class tickets they said what you could do is like you could have one business class ticket and we'll buy you three economies. And I was like, how the fuck does that look? When I get on, I'm in that queue, you know that queue when you're in the tunnel and you're just like, to get on the plane? Bye, bye kids. I was like, oh, that's Doc Brown. Kids. Oh, look at his wife. Oh, it's so sweet. Look, he's got the beautiful, two beautiful daughters. Oh yeah, are you guys getting fucking coached? Go over there. Right. Bang. You Give me a champagne. No, but bro, you got to put the missus in business. Daddy, bro. daddy, on, can now. you get her the fuck out of here, man? I'm in, I'm in business right now. So I, Sunglasses on. Yeah, so I couldn't do that. So I said, could you get me four economies? And they bought me four economies and that was yeah. it. And that was it. The rest of the holiday, not even a holiday, it was a holiday for my girls. But, mm. you know, I'd never been there before. And yeah, they, 
it was a lot of pressure. Like yeah, they, they were on me. Every joke, my monologue at the beginning, they wanted me to do the monologue and then I do, hey, yeah. Samuel L. Jackson's in the house, you know? Yeah. And then I do a joke to Sam Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jodie Foster's in the house, do a joke to Jodie Foster. And they were so nervous about every every single just in case they'll be word. offended or, or yeah okay. i guess i guess you know this is my front row guys right um sam jackson on the left there jake gyllenhaal um that's you mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's very it's very similar to our front row today yeah, yeah very I mean, similar very similar shout out yeah. hugh joseph yeah <laughs> uh jennifer lawrence yeah um ang lee ewan mcgregor mm-hmm. um Tom Hanks. Yeah. Tom Hanks. Tom fucking right? Hanks, big man. man. Fucking hell. So obviously, you know, I'm like I'm I'm nervous about the night, but it like it was unbelievable how much more nervous they were. Yeah. Like I was gonna open with a rap because I thought that's what I do. Mm. You know, I do a funny rap encapsulating everything of the evening. Mm. They they'll be like, What the fuck? You know, it'd be bombastic opening. And they were just like, What? Great like, word. No one knows you rap. Like, why would you do that? Please trust me on this, you know. <laughs> And then they, they <laughs> fucked with me for a whole week over this opening gag I was going to do after the rap. So I was going to do the rap yeah, and then wait for the applause. And then when it died down, I was going to say, yeah, even the British ones can rap. Who knew? <laughs> right? And they were like, we don't want to open with a racial stereotype. <laughs> and that's a funny gag. Like, what the fuck? So it was a battle for the week. Right, and uh, oh, wow. the second half of the week, I started oh, wow. working with this guy, John Max, who Google this dude. He's like in his fifties. He's written the last eight Oscars, right? Monologues. Do you know what I mean? Decent guy. Uh, the, the 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 couple nights before the show in LA, he'd written Bill Murray's opening monologue for the Mark Twain Awards. You know, so like this guy's got pedigree. Mm. You know, and I was I, I'd give my jokes to him and say, do you think do you think they'll get it? Can you tweak it? Whatever, you know. And the whole time he's like, dude, you got this. Like, it's so funny. It's great. And he was like my big backup. But then on the night before the show, I went to, uh, uh, by chance, Kanye was playing in Inglewood. So me and my wife went down and watched Kanye. It was an amazing show. And then when I came out, I did that thing. I don't know why we do this. What a dickhead thing to do. It's like 11 at night. I'm juiced up. I'm hyped off the Kanye show and I checked my email. Who checks the email? Why? When you're waiting for the Uber, checking your email. And I got an email, yeah. Uh, BAFTA have got a few issues with uh, some of these guys. And the next morning I met with them and they just wanted me to rewrite the whole shit in like 24 hours. I'm I'm so tense right now, you know? That's crazy. But on the night, I was in the green room Mm. on my own, pacing back and forth. I smoked like 20 cigarettes. So people offered me beers and I was like, I'd have one sip and I'm like, I'm too tense. People offered me food and I was like, I can't eat. Yeah. And and, uh, I was worried about this rap and that opening line that I told you, which you all laughed at, right? And I I thought, it's a good line, but no, they don't want me to do it. And I'm about five minutes away from stage time and Tom Hanks walks into the green room (laughs) with his makeup artist. Of course. And I'm the only one in there. So he makes a beeline for me and he's like, hey, I'm Tom, how you doing? I know the fuck you are, man. You know what I mean? Fuck. I'm Tom. (laughs) And he's like, hey, what are you doing? You working here? And I was like, oh yeah, I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm hosting. Fucking host. I'm hosting the evening. He's I'm like, ben. get out of town. That's awesome, right? He's like, that's awesome. He's like, you look so nervous. And I was like, dude, I'm, I'm shitting myself, man. Like, this is like, it's a watershed moment in my career. 
And he goes, oh, oh you're going to ace it, man. I can, I can tell you're going to ace it. He goes, uh, he goes and sits down in the chair. So he goes back to me and uh, his artist starts doing his hair and his makeup. And then for the rest of the next five, 10 minutes, he just talked to me. So where are you from? What are you about? Like, mm. What's your story? He was so cool. Like everything you want Tom Hanks to be mm. if you grew up on Big. Yeah. Like, he was yeah. that guy. And then the stage manager came and she was like, okay, you're up, you're up, we're ready. And I got up I like, and I walked past his chair and he just grabbed my arm mm. as I went by. And he goes, yo, you got any shit for me? And I was like, dude, you know what? You're the only one I couldn't like, I couldn't work out to take the piss out of you, you know? So I don't know what I'm going to do. He goes, ah, you got some shit for me. Do some shit for me. <laughs> he was so cool. And I did. I did. I came up with it in, you, you, in the moment. He did his... You didn't he, go Philadelphia? No, no, no. I would have been risky. I just wanted to check. <laughs> no. He was so real that I thought I can only be real. <laughs> <Look at Ed>. <laughs> <laughs> He had to go there. For 12 years, I've been making you make that face. Yeah. Fantastic. No, I just told I just told him a true story on stage. I mean, him on stage. You'll see it. It comes out on telly, I think, in a few weeks. Um, but I just said, like, I said to him, it's mad because I watched Big recently with my mm. daughters. And it, but the beautiful thing about having kids is you can watch movies that you watched when you were a kid with them and see how they react. You know, E.T. and Star Wars and whatnot. I watch Big. And what you forget about the 80s is like they didn't even have fucking seatbelts for us in the 80s. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, films yeah, were yeah. more raw. So I watched Big, <laughs> I watched Big and I was like, yeah, it's a family film. But who remembers when he gets his first apartment mm. and he's got it full of like amazing shit arcades and a big inflatable yeah. dinosaur and he brings the chick who works in the office mm. back to his flat and then they're in the window and she unzips her blouse and... Uh, like exposes her, her her breasts like in a bra mm. and then he puts both his hands on her tits and she's like it's okay it's okay and my daughters are like what's happening right now <laughs> what's, what's going on <laughs> and I was like uh I don't remember this and she's like why is he doing that and I was like they're just really good friends they're really good friends Do doctor they, check, checking his fucking, heart, heart rate together. that's a heart rate they sleep check. together and my, my 10 year old went wait a minute isn't he 12 yeah. <laughs> smart and I went smart. yeah this is what I said on stage I went yeah it's just, it's just, a mi it's just mild pedophilia it's Hanks it's Hanks he can do what he likes <laughs> crazy but yeah that was wow. a special night man. and like it, it, one of the things you said you're most proud of is that you made Jennifer Lawrence laugh yes okay that's yes, a good, that's when, a good when sign. I introduced her because she was in the wings and the wings, not the rafters. The raft, no, the ra you know, I've just realized Where? the rafters are up there. Oh, They're Jesus. up top. So there's like the rigging for the lights, ah, I think. Okay, all right. Sick. So if she was hanging from there, it would have been a fucking crazy. That would have been fucking entrance, sick, like, man. That would have been superhero landing. Like right? sticky <laughs> fingers at Subterranea back in the There you go. Yeah. Wow, that's, a, that's a fucking reference <laughs> yeah. and a half. Shout out to anyone that went to an Onyx gig in fucking London. It's when Subterranea was Count open. Them on one hand right now. Yeah. Jesus. No, I said, please welcome everybody's favorite arrow wielding child killer, Jennifer Lawrence. Um, Ed, you've um, you've been doing something fantastic recently. I don't know if it's, it's been publicized or I don't know if it's people know about yet. But you've been filming the new fucking Robert Rodriguez film in uh, Austin. Um, and what produced produced by James Cameron? Yeah. What? Big man. 
The big man. Have, you, not, have you met him? Mm. Yeah, you called What's me last it? week going, yeah, I just had a day hanging out with James Cameron. Mm. Like, cool, I can't yeah, be sure. friends with you anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm cutting people out. I don't really have enough space Just going now. through my phone <laughs> just, <laughs> saying this, my goodbyes. This is a courtesy call. <laughs> just so you know. This is the last time we'll speak. Wow. <laughs> Um, and how's it, how's it going? How's, I mean, is it, you finished you finished filming now? I've finished my bits. I've got to go back in, in January just for a little bit, but um, it was wonderful. It really was, man. Hmm. You know, it really was. It was one of those ones where it was the third movie I'd done in quick succession, so hmm. I, I started to build up some momentum and, and, and confidence and, you know, felt very relaxed. Hmm. And kind of, you know, it was kind of nice that it was the third one. It was a nice kind of way to peak, you know what I mean? I suppose it's like having like the, the, the nationals and then the Europeans and then going to the fucking Olympics or whatever, you know what I mean? Mm. But it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Like, it was great fun. And, you know, it's empowering when you meet people like James and Robert and, and you hang with them and you realise same same way as like, you know, Tom Hanks by the sound of things. It's like, you know, we have this whole thing where we feel like we don't deserve to stand next to these people and that yeah. we've, we've put them into such a high bracket yeah, of course. and we've put ourselves into such a low bracket mm. that we don't mm. deserve to. And it's like, no, I'm supposed to be here, you know? Yeah. And, 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 you know, it was amazing speaking to them. And when you talk about, like, learning from people, like, you know, Christoph Waltz is in the movie. It's ridiculous. You know, like... Um, What's the name of the film for people? It's called Elita Battle Angel. Okay. My friend uh, Kean Johnson, who's in the cast, is in the back as well. He's in town. Big up! Cause they, Big up! We just wrapped for um, for Christmas. What, so what type of film? Like a it's a it's it's a live action. Um, we're using all the Avatar um, technology. technology, and it's um, based is it based on a manga? It's based it? on okay. a manga. Yeah, so it's like a big big whole like you know it's a big boy. You know the budget is like almost four times Deadpool. Fuck! Fucking yeah. hell! Yeah, it's a big thing. Shit! How much of that are you seeing? <laughs> we'll, talk <about laughs> that we'll talk about that afterwards. Just we don't get, talk just, money, bro. <laughs> get me lunch. Get me lunch tomorrow. <laughs> we don't talk money. We don't touch money. You know what I mean? No, but you know, it's it's. I mean, in some ways, in some ways, that's an interesting point. Yeah, you know, um, in some ways, that's an interesting point because you know, you, when we were on set, there was a lot of times we were standing there like, yeah, this doesn't necessarily feel like a two hundred million dollar movie mm. because, yeah. you know, especially because so much of it is going into VFX. Right. You know, for this movie. Um, they've scheduled 55 weeks of post-production afterwards, Fucking I believe. Fucking hell. So, you know... And filming wasn't even that long. Like, so most oh, no, of mine it was compressed. But, yeah. Um, it's, yeah, and this is Let's by the best people right in the world. They're called um, Weta. And they, they were... Um, they kind of came out of nowhere. They're in Wellington in New Zealand, which is like the, um, the most southern city... You, you, you can get, I, I believe, and it's, uh, apparently it's fucking freezing down there. Mm. And... Um, so these guys are amazing. Like they were the ones who did Gollum and Lord of the Rings. They did right. Planet of the Apes stuff. They just did Valerian and then they came onto ours and they're just the most amazing, you know, um, amazing tribe of people. I was running around like a Teletubby for the whole thing in like this gray Velcro, super skin tight outfit looking like an absolute lemon. And um, This is the best look for you to be fair. Yeah, I've looked worse. You see me worse, <laughs> but it was a wonderful experience anyway. And you know, I learned so much from 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 um, from Robert and 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 you know, spent less time with James because he's working on Avatar. But um, so what the, the second the sequel, album. the sequel, the sequel, sequels, I believe. Oh, oh, Jesus Christ! Yeah. My sister said uh, she lives in the states. Yeah, she said that Austin was um, the most sort of progressive 
communal, forward-thinking city that she'd been to in, in the whole of America? I would say, like, as a Londoner, you know, coming from this beautiful melting pot that we do, that's relatively liberal, you know, even in the circles that we move in, I'd say it's, like, the, the, the sort of nicest... Um, place that I've been to in the sense that like New York for me is like the coolest place in the world just because mm. it's like it's oh, just this like is where the Ninja London. Turtles live and Annie Ninja lives Turtles. here you know what I mean <laughs> you know what that's weird the first, the, the first time like the first time I ever went to the States like I said to my parents who are here tonight big on my parents uh, um, <laughs> yeah. thank you for that um, I, I saw smoke rising out of the sewers in New York and I said oh, is that? I didn't say yo but I was like hey is that where the turtles live? Yeah. <laughs> I hope they said yes. Like when I'm, I'm pretty in the hotel sure they did. Yeah, and I'm, I'm looking sure down at all the all the rooftops. I just imagine like them flipping and jumping, yeah. and, like, fighting the Foot Clan up there and that. But yeah, so New York's got this wonderful, you know, wonderful allure from the movies and everything, and mm. it's just an amazing city. And it reminds me of London in many ways. But like, mm. you know, but if we, I'm going to live in a metropolis, though. we are better. I'm going <laughs> to. I'm going to live in obvi obviously. In yeah. this yeah. I'll give you my theories in a minute. <laughs> But, but Austin's got this whole, um, their slogan is keep Austin weird. Yeah. And I'm just like, I love that. Yeah. You know, and the people you, when you just meet people just who work in like the, behind the bars and people in restaurants mm. and stuff, like people are real chilled and real nice, which is ironic because the first thing you think of when you think of Texas is not necessarily nah, open-minded liberal stuff. Right wing. So it's, it's a kind of democratic hub in the middle of the rest of Texas. I believe their, their, their um, attitudes towards some things may differ yeah, outside of right, Austin right. and Texas, you know what I mean? I so it's like a kind of a bit of a bubble. It's a bit of a bubble, yeah. Yeah, but it was it was a beautiful place. Austin Austin is a pretty crazy place. Like, you, I, I, are you been you been as well? Yeah, I played. Um, they, do they? Is that where they have the South by South, South by Southwest? Okay. I had a, my showcase South by Southwest a couple of years ago, and um and I just I got very drunk if I'm honest. That's a surprise. Very, what a surprise! Very drunk. It's not like like you. I definitely remember waking up. It was like seven a.m. I was in a hotel lobby and I didn't have any shoes on. That's never a good sign. It's not you, a good yeah. sign yeah. at all. Was it your hotel lobby or someone else's? No, it was like, it was just a random hotel. And also, <laughs> also remember like running to a breakfast, you know, one of them breakfast buffets, uh -huh. which bear in mind, we've already spoken about catering, but breakfast buffets is probably, you know, that's my favorite place to be, uh, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. ever. You to just frequent. Keep, just keep I want, going. I, yeah, keep I want going. my funeral to be a breakfast buffet. I want everyone to, to really embrace that for I love me. watching people walk into the breakfast room in a hotel and sit down. Because they get mm. sat down by the waiters, don't they? Yeah, I don't want to sit down. you just have to get don't. up. Like, why do yeah, they sit down? what's the point? Just go straight to the buffet and get, get involved. Uh, listen, I just give them... They have to sit, it's such an awkward moment, you sit down. Yeah. <laughs> the plates are already up there. You gotta there. get up. You gotta get up again. No, no. What I do is I literally just tap them on the shoulder and go, it's okay. Yeah. It's all right. I got this. Can feel I got less this. less awkward. Yeah. You know, the, the shoeless thing is such a, a sign of when you're genuinely fucked you know you know you know you know um you know my birthdays i do it big right i mean i i mean i dj at I, them so of I'm... course i think it was uh the the one before last yeah because you know me and siobhan we always open up the house afterwards yeah. everyone comes back and uh there was one of my boys sam who's like he does i won't say his surname because that you know i don't want to sell him out but he does all the drugs all of them all of them all of them <laughs> Ibuprofen. All of them. Paracetamol. 
All of them. Like he play, he's one of them dudes, you know, the dudes who play off the one drug with the other drug. Yeah. And he's like, no, but if you do this drug <laughs> after that one, and then you do this one, and then you have like a, a honey and lemon fucking lemsip, and then you have this. Bro, you know, he's that guy, right? And uh, it got to like eight in the morning, and I was just done. And Siobhan was like, yeah, everyone out. She'd gone to bed. And uh, I was in the kitchen, and I was just like, you know, in that time, you're just like, roll a zoo and done. Yeah. That, I was just like, this is, this is me right now. And in the kitchen, I'm rolling my zoo. I tell everybody, you know what, it's time. It's mm -hmm. time. And everyone was cool. They were like, yeah, you know, it's, we got to go. We got to go. And uh, I have to get Sam out of the... He's in the garden, fucking being loud. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you get him out. He go, he go, everyone goes. And I'm rolling my zoo. And I think, yes, this is me now. Mm. Happy birthday, bruv. You know them ones. And then knock at the door. I open the door. It's Sam. Mm. I go, bruv, you forget something? He goes, everything, bro, everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> and he comes back in. He walks past, straight past me and he's like searching around my house. Gets his coat. He didn't have his coat, right? What? He gets his coat, his yeah. keys, yeah. his phone, his what? wallet, right? <laughs> then he were goes. They, were they all in different places? All in different places. How the fuck does that happen? Then he goes out in the garden. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I'm still waiting by the door and he comes back in. And when he comes past me, I see he's got his shoes. <laughs> So he came, I didn't notice when I opened the door to him, but he, he'd walked out of my house barefoot, <laughs> right? And he's got his shoes in his hand. And he goes to me, oh, good party, bruv. Good party, good party. And he goes, <laughs> he goes, you know what? I'm going to leave the socks, they're soaking. <laughs> and literally for three months, all the way through the winter, there was a pair of Sam socks on the bench in my garden, just sat there. No one would move them. My kids wouldn't touch them. You know what I mean? They were just there. There's just a little reminder of that night. That's beautiful, man. How do you, how'd you how walk do you, out? Without socks Barefoot. on? No socks, no shoes. I don't understand, man. It's the no, sip, He just I'm set himself you. a fucking Easter egg hunt in your house. <laughs> I don't understand that. But this is also the sign of a good party. I've had yes, so true. many ridiculous, yes. fucked up, weird house parties. Who? Anyone a bit in here been to one of my house Why parties? have I not been? I'm always there's busy. A, yeah, there's a couple. So I see Angus over there. There's a couple people. There's a, there's a lot of like, because you you've never been to it. Neither of you fucking I'm been to I'm always busy. Like. It's always on that night I'm somewhere oh, else. It's fucking so weird, man. Like one, one of them, I, I woke up the next day and there was, um, there was ban squashed bananas everywhere. Blood Oops. everywhere. Ooh. Yeah. And there was, there was, <laughs> it's had enough already. It gets worse. What were you doing with the bananas? Listen, don't worry about me, man. Don't worry about me, all right? A bloody banana it's is a right, terrifying... <laughs> listen, after you gave me that... I can't unpicture that. Listen, I've never thought of a bloody after, banana After you gave me that advice, before. relax your arsehole and fuck it, I'm not it, coming right? to your parties, I just, man. I'm I just took coming. it. I don't want to I took it out anymore. of context. Um, and there, was, there were footprints up the wall in my front room. And you think, okay, cool. So yeah, but we know breakers. But listen, no, 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 no. So you're okay. A, a footprint halfway up the wall, I understand. <laughs> Maybe. Okay, someone's fucking just doing some something avant-garde. They're just trying to fucking show off. There was footprints on the ceiling. What? Like my old housemate well, Aisha's here as well. Possible? She'll know about that. Like, she doesn't, look, she doesn't know why they're there. I don't know why they're there. She's saying she's saying it's fucked. I don't. I don't. That's messed but you up. Know what, you, you know why it was. She doesn't know. She doesn't know why it is. She's, it was probably her. 
No, but, the, but the thing, like, I don't understand how that happens at House Party. Either, you know, there was, was, a, there was an ceiling. acrobat in your house, there was a genuine, genuine acrobat in your house, or there or, was a girl who makes love with shoes on and very long legs. Right. That's, the only, that's the only thing I can think of. Unless someone was doing it... Doing just it with their hands with shoes. <laughs> yeah, with shoes. <laughs> yeah, there's that. Trying to fuck with me. Yeah, just fucking me. Because they knew it. Like, probably you. you. It's probably you. <laughs> you know what? You don't even remember. That, just, <laughs> that, would, that would not <laughs> surprise <know>. me. <laughs> um, all right, that is uh, Seb. How are we doing for time? That's 40... I can't is that the first half already? I can't count. Is that, that's the first half. All right. I only had one. Um, I finished my first drink. You only... You, bruv, you're fucking slipping, mate. Oh. Um... All right, so that's a perfect time to say that's the end of the first half. So we're going to do the annual tradition. If you listen to the podcast, you know about this shit. The tradition of a piss break. And then we will come back in 15 minutes. So make sure you get a drink. Get as drunk as us. Me. Sorry, just me. And then we will be doing a shot as soon as we come back. So do your thing. Thank you very much, everybody. We'll be back in 15 minutes. Nice one, guys. All right, here we are. We're going we're gonna to start part two now. Sorry, welcome back to the Thanks for Trying podcast. Did everyone have a good piss break? All right, okay, here we go. So as you can see right now, um, there's a tradition of uh, doing a shot at, at the half time. Um, as I'm a, as It's tequila, right? It's tequila. Basically, I bought like 30, maybe I underestimated or overestimated. Um, of, the, of the shots we're going to hand them out now we've got like 30 of them sorry if you don't get one I am a bit of a cheapskate we have the world famous Doc Brown and Ed Skrein passing them out uh, you, you, girls, you girls can pass them out too. no I think that's it I think that's it that's your one Doc's got one there I know okay here we are back at the Thanks for Trying podcast so shout out to who's got, who's got a shot who managed to get one all right, we got some shots in the air. As, as the Thanks for Trying podcast tradition of doing a shot after the piss break, what we're going to do right now is together, we're all going to cheers. Drink, drink to the end of 2016. Drink to the end of 2016. Merry Christmas. Yeah, big time. And thank you everyone for coming and thank you everyone to listening to the podcast. Happy Kwanzaa. Cheers. Okay, now we can, now we can get on with that shit. This is where it all gets shouty, isn't it? We start oh interrupting each other. This is where it all gets shouty. <laughs> Get those breathy coughs from the audience. <laughs> um, two things I should say. Three things. If you, we're going to have a and a in about 20 minutes um, where our roving reporter, Michael Payne, has oh, we got, we got, has we the mic. On it, yeah. So he, 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 roving, he, has the, he has the mic. So he's our roving reporter. Uh, so we'll be doing a Q&A. So if you have any questions for these two or myself or anything or just, you know, worldly questions about, yeah. about life, if you're struggling through puberty or something, you need to know some, some answers. There's going to um, be a black guy a sh- pointing a piece of metal at you, but don't worry yeah. about it. It's cool. <laughs> don't be afraid. It's okay. Um, so think of your questions now and shout out to Hoxton Gin for getting us drunk yeah, today. Big so up big up Hoxton uh, Gin every time. So all three of us are fucking hungover today. Yeah, last night was, it was a bit of a mess. Yeah. Who went to bed latest out of the three of us? Yeah. I was seven o'clock. Oh, you seven. beat me, you beat me, you beat me. Yeah, you beat me. I was like five. five. We all went to Corrupt FM. Um... Yeah. <laughs> People just do nothing. Yeah. Kind of like a, uh, yeah, it's so weird. It's like a, a new level of comedy because 
it was you could you could look at it as like a theatrical piece in a way because oh, yeah. everybody on there is acting. You got yeah. Hugo Chegwin and mm. and Alan and and Steve Stamp. You know these mm-hmm. are these are not the guys I guess you think they are if you watch the BBC Three show and whatnot. Yeah. But they're on there in character doing their thing, and I see him, of course. Of course, yes. pick up Aston every buddy time. G. Uh, <laughs> His, he, he it's a piece did, of theatre, uh, but yeah, at the same time, you got P Money. <laughs> yeah, look at Ed, he knows. You got P <laughs> Money, you got P Money coming out. P, bruv, I lost like my shit. like big nasty. Corin lost his shit. Corin was my, like a boy bruv. scout. The first half of it, we were, we were upstairs and I was going, what the fuck are you doing up here, man? Corruptor on, let's go downstairs. He said, "Now nah, I've got the podcast, you know, I want to be well behaved. He come downstairs as soon as P Money come on. Bruv. I was getting drapes, elbows were getting thrown. <laughs> he was, you were having a great time. Bruv, if P Money does 10 out of 10, bruv, everyone's about getting him, punched. He's like, so I can't deal with sick. it. Yeah. Like, I was just saying this to Michael Payne before the show. Like, there's something about P Money, like for, yeah. for rap guys like yeah. me who, like, oh, you know, like I'm an old dude. Like, I, I had to, like, you know, I had to ask children about grime. Like, right. oh, okay, yeah, this, yeah, yeah, this sounds good. Yeah, okay, great. Yeah, you know, yeah, why not? Why but, not? But what? Is, but what is it? <laughs> what, 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 explain. It, what is it? What is it? Explain, what is honestly, it? Honestly, explain. <laughs> But P Money, he hit me the first time I heard yeah. him. I was like, "This guy's fucking oh, hard, fucking it's sick." Hard. So it's you know you have to understand like you're watching this piece of theatre. Asim uh, Chabadi G is like in a three piece oh, velvet, vel- velvet oh. corduroy suit. Yeah, red. It's beautiful. Red. Yeah. It's red, beautiful. right? Flexible. With elbow patches. You know what I'm saying? It was beautiful. The, 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 so the, the highlight, of theater, the highlight of it's it, real as well. The highlight. I mean, the whole show was fucking amazing, but the highlight for me was when Chibadi came out and did and Dirty Aldona. D- well, Dirty Aldona or Dirty Diana. He did. He basically did a version of Dirty Diana, which, if you watch the show, you oh, know, wow. in, you know, in the first was it the first season? He had this yeah. like Polish girlfriend who was just trying Pulled to get up. a visa. Called <laughs> uh, yeah. And he's just been like, you know, cussing her for forever since when she left him, it, and he did a song. It was a just, version of Dirty Diana. It was just Diana beautiful. Was Aldona and it was, it was... Oh, fuck you, Aldona, it was wasn't it? Fuck it was, you, Aldona. Oh, is that what it was? Okay. It was, was fucking, pretty it was fucking amazing, <laughs> whatever it was. Shout <laughs> out to Asim and shout out to, yeah. to Seep and Grindr. Asim's done the podcast, right? Yeah. As, Asim's done the podcast and Grindr, Seep has done the podcast yeah, as well. I'm get, I, I spoke to Beats last night. I said, Beats, bro, you're coming up. <laughs> what, He's fucking, fucking sick what and did, a very what, talented guy. Michael Payne, what did you tell me about Hugo Chegwin last night that fucking blew my mind? Wait, is his mic on? Michael Fane? He's turning it on currently. He's turning it on. All right. There one, two, he is. One, two, I, I had one, two, no one, idea. Okay, I had no idea. Because I thought he was a great actor. He's very funny. I knew he was Keith Chegum's nephew, which is funny in itself. <laughs> 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 but, but last night, Michael Payne told me something, and I was just like, what? Stop the record, tell me that again. He's actually a talented and prolific songwriter. He, he wrote a couple of songs at least on Emily Sande's debut yeah, yeah. album. That's, that's right. fucking crazy. Yeah, that's right. fact like, there, if you're entering, in, entering a pub quiz. Yeah. So, that's, so that's you know, last relevant. night for me, before I got so lean, I didn't know what was going on. But <laughs> like, be- be- before that, there was the moment where I was just like, look at what we're doing, man. Like, look at what we're doing. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, when I was a kid, it was like, we just looked at America and we were just like, America's doing stuff mm-hmm. that we'll never do. Mm-hmm. But when I, I, I turn around and see Brixton Academy sold out, yeah. watching a Gun bunch fingers. of guys Gun that fingers. are like, Mad. doing like the thing that, and I know from working in TV and film, like I bring my ideas and people are like, yeah, that's very niche. I don't mm. think it'll work, you know. 
and and what what the people just do nothing guys are doing mm. you know that's exactly the thing that i would bring to a meeting and everyone yeah. would say well there's you can't do this because well, it's, 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 it's too so, niche it's too weird it's mm. like it's just and Brixton Academy sold out sold out these guys and no other TV show could do that rap and they're there rapping yeah. you know what I'm saying you know what, what, was TV show, right? what I thought was crazy is like when I was growing up Heartless were like mm. you know my heroes they were the greatest the greatest you know yeah. Bushkin, Mighty Mo, Fonny. They were the greatest. You know, yeah. EZ was the greatest DJ. Garage mm-hmm. is so important, you know right? I mean? Because yeah, they showed us how to be before stars. Before Skinny Man, yeah. before Clash. They showed us how to be stars. I'm, I like yeah. Proper. Because we, we Proper. rapped. We rapped, but we weren't cool with it. No. We weren't getting laid. No, yeah. no, no. Number one, we weren't getting laid. No, not in the UK. We wanted to impress men. We wanted to impress men. <laughs> Dude, you know what I'm saying? In we wanted to impress men. And then the garage wow. guys wow. were like getting laid like crazy. Yeah. We we raved to garage because they understood tight jeans ten years before. We did hip hop, but that and, was the and mad grime, thing. Grime nailed it. They yeah. brought the two worlds together. But like someone said to me last night, they were like, "Can you believe this is the first time that um, Heartless have ever played Brixton?" And I thought to myself, how interesting it is on a kind of sociological level, where the fact that Heartless were there, and I was kind of watching. You know, Mo and everyone were down here just to our right and I was watching Corrupt FM on stage thinking, this is weird. Mm. This is like mm. 10 years or 15 years later than we used to rave in Ayanapa in Castle Club and Black and White <laughs> and all that. And we were wearing off-key and giving it the, you know, the old school garage skanks. And, um, you know, 10, 15 <laughs> years after that, you know, we're here now. But it's kind of like, you know... It's, it's, it's this I, that's still thing. my only dance, but it's yeah, okay. you know. But it's, it was it was it was really interesting in, in that in that sense. It was really interesting to see, like you know them them do this kind of comedy stage show stand yeah, up gig, but then Heartless are there, and you know. I was kind of there, like I mean, when I saw Heartless were on the bill, that's the reason I wanted to go. I, yeah. Corrupt FM is the greatest thing that's come out of British TV for me since Alan Partridge. Yeah, big time. Or at least British comedy, and um. But Heartless are the legends. Like, you know, you ask me my favourite group of all time. It's not Wu-Tang. It's not... It's, it's Heartless. It's Heartless. Yeah, Heartless point. theme is like one of my favourite tunes of all time. I always tell like, when I'm in other countries telling America, it's like, yeah, Heartless, we used to rave like this. They're just looking at me like, what? Yeah. You used to wear Ice Cube, matching Ice Cube shirts that's, that's, and that, trousers with... That's, how, that's yeah. how I'm about Task Force. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. like, when I wow. heard them and, and they were doing their thing and yeah. like, they lived up the road from me, I was just... Yep. It blew my mind. It yep. was like the final piece of the puzzle. Yep. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because I like I worshipped the American rappers, and I heard Chester P yep. on a record called uh, Half and Half mm-hmm. with Skinny Man, mm-hmm. and, and uh, was that on Mud Files or something? Mud Files, yep, yep. and it had the the uh, the Pakistani dude Mongo. 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 Oh yeah, my god. This is so niche right now. This Shout is real niche. Like, this is real niche. Like, Podcast gold, man. This is real niche. I'm here. I, 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 know, I know about. I lived this. But it's but really like, like he was like I'm the sickest yeah. pack. He was like I'm the sickest packy on the mic. Wow! And I was like, you just hearing that? Wow! For a London dude, like where I grew up, like hearing packy was yeah. harsher than yeah. nigger. Yeah. Because nigger was like a like a the rap shit. It was like Hollywood shit. We didn't really connect mm, with yeah. it. I'm gonna move on from that very swiftly. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, no, that's yeah. fine. Um, so there's a there's a couple of things I want to talk about before we get into after the cussing racial tyrants. Yeah, he I'm goes so on sorry, one himself. Yeah, so isn't it? That's it. I'm sorry. And another thing, you know who I don't like. Um, all right, so there's a couple more things I want to talk about before okay. we go into the Q and A. Before people yes. out there 
have questions. Yes. And firstly, also, I'd want to big up the fact that we have a, a few past guests in the audience that came on the we Thanks do. for Trying podcast. Shout out Holly Dempsey. Big up Holly. Holly Dempsey. In the building. My self-tape partner. Big up Jordan Stevens self-tapes. in the building. Jordan Stevens of Rizzle Kicks, guys. Come on. It's Ashley James here. Ashley James. We've got Michael man. Payne here. Shout out to everybody who's been on the podcast before. And shout out to Ch- Chelsea, who's been, uh, if anyone listens to the podcast, the regular Ch- that's our attendant. That's our audience. That's Chelsea is our audience. Chelsea and Seb. She was 33% of the audience. If I could make one. Chelsea and Seb laugh, then I know like that's I'm good. It. And big up to Seb White, the produ- who records yeah, the show every time. So thank you very much. So right, that's, thank, that's, thank that's you too to much. That's, that's, that's too much. That's, that's too much. much. <laughs> Calm down. Um, all right. So <laughs> um, Ed, I wanted to talk to you about another thing because I was with um, Kim the other night and I was like, I wanted to talk to her about you winning the award, the uh, best fight scene award. That's crazy. In the the it was the MTV Awards, right? You won you won that with with, with Ryan. I wanted to talk about it. how what was the exact a, scene. What was the exact scene? It was for the the final fight with the axes on the um sick sick on so the head of carrier. So sick. And you yeah. and like, what was that? Because I didn't realize that because we watched Brooklyn Nine Nine and and uh, it was Andy Samberg that gave you the award. Yeah, he's a funny motherfucker. He's a funny. Yeah, he's a funny guy. And that's, how did that feel to fucking walk up on stage and like? get this fucking award for in front of with your name Ryan Reynolds and Ed Skrine best fight scene you know we put so much work into it I felt mm. like we deserved it mm. yeah <laughs> too yeah, hear that yeah hear that you know yeah hear I worked, that I worked for like two months before we even started shooting that's UK rap that's talking right boom, now boom right <laughs> now yeah <laughs> that's- yeah, like I, I felt like you know what there was the other. I was in in the category for best villain, and I felt like if I win this, it's wrong because Tom Hardy should win it for the Revenant. Mm. Uh, what's his name? Not, Kylo, not for Bane. Kylo Ren won it for uh, Star Wars in the end, but like you know. I'm so evil. Uh, most but, most nondescriptly spoken villain ever. But yeah. yeah, it felt good. It felt right. You know, it felt like yeah, it felt kind of the same thing I was talking about. With, you know, when we when we're standing next to these these inverted mm. commas giants, you know, where it's yeah. like, why not? Mm. Why not? Why do we not deserve not? to They're stand next humans. to these people? You know, and like you know, so um, you know, I'm gonna say this right now, and it might be the booze talking, but every one of your awards is my award, bro. You know that, yeah. <laughs> That's, like, that's I, I real love. Fucking love that's, it. That's fucking like, I real love love. it. I feel that way. Like I feel, I feel that every single time as well. Like, every even time, of every you do time it. I see him in the paper, yeah, or in the, the paparazzi shots, or there's an award. I'm like Cricklewood. Yeah. <laughs> but I come back. I always like when I'm back in back in the ends, back in the area, and even last night this geezer was like, "Yeah, bro, I love you." I was like, "When I shine, we shine." You know, what yeah, I mean? I'm trying true. to do this for all of us, and like. You know, yeah. You no, know, because we're, you know, me yeah, and, we're both fucking so proud of you. We're, you know, no, like, it's, and it's crazy. It's, it's ridiculous to see the, the progress, to see fucking change, transition is is such a wonderful thing to to, to see. Mm. And it's and I ain't even started yet. Bro. Oh shit! <laughs> I got a lot left in me. So. I'm waiting for you to be James Bond. Oh, big time! 
Big time. Like, that's my personal thing. Like, and I called. That's going to happen. No, we were on our way to you're the mad, kill, kill, your friends, kill Your Friends premiere. And I said to you, I was like, because I'd been saying James Bond for a minute. Yeah, it won't work though. No, it's I, too early. It's too, it's he's too got, early. He's got to be, he's got he's got to be yeah, able yeah, yeah. to have sex with a, a girl who's old enough to be his daughter. That's how James Bond works. Right. <laughs> Is that how, yeah, that's the James Bond creepy. rule. And a woman that's old enough to be his mother in yes. the same film. Yes. Okay, sure. But you got picked as like top five people to play the next Bond. Yeah, when I saw that, I sent Forbes, the, right? you're Forbes. the only person I sent the article to. I see it. I was like, I didn't send it to Corin because he was <laughs> He'll get gassed. <laughs> I was gassed. I'm not going to lie. I was gassed. I was, you know, I was gassed when he brought me back the MTV socks from the MTV music. <laughs> 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 I'll tell you something about Corin right now on a personal level. Socks and sandwiches <laughs> for, for Corin. He's a suck guy, man. So far above sex. There's like other things. There's other things in between sandwiches, socks and sex. His sock game's so strong, bro. I have fucking, you know, I I know about socks. (laughs) Doc, you, well, there's two things I want to talk to you about. Okay. Um, One is the rap tour. Because you've come back to rapping now. Because you're like, I want to do this shit. Look at it. You see. You hear that shit. You hear that shit, bruv. I mean. No jokes. No, it's no that's jokes. That's my hashtag bro. right now. No jokes. So. No jokes. So like, you've, you've got an album. Me and you are going on tour. We're yes. fucking, you know, we're doing this this rap tour. Yep. There's no comedy about. There's going to be no laughs. We're not even no laughing. Laughs. We're no not laughs. even going to laugh, We'll bro. have a laugh in between the songs. In between. I'm sure. No one's going to watch us laugh. No. There's nothing funny happening. This is rap. Yeah. So talk to people about okay. Well, the return. I, yeah, I had 2014 was like the worst year of my life, right? Yeah. Like I, I fucking, I I couldn't stop fucking up. I just kept making mistakes mm. on a personal level, and like, you know, I I just started to put my whole kind of life at risk. I, I don't know what I was doing. I just, I think I got gassed by my own uh, success, maybe, mm. and 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 the the fact that when you do a job like mine, when you're a comic, um, you know, you're not in a film, you're not in a band, you're mm. kind of, you are the product. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So everywhere you go, it's like, it's kind of all about you. Yeah, you have to be and, on And, and that year time. really, it shook me. I, 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 when, actually, it was when I met Hugh, Hugh right here in the front row in Melbourne. My, my life was on like a downward spiral. Like yeah. it was, I was in a crazy place. So when you met Hugh, it was like the lowest point. There's the, the lowest point. It's, and every time I meet, every time I see him now, it's just a fucking like, reminder. It, so yeah, I, I think I came out of that. I had a couple of dramatic acting roles where I could put in a bit of that tension. Mm. And Ed will tell you more about that than, than, than I can. But um, it wasn't quite enough. I mean, all of and, the, the and, running and, and law and Actually, order. the weird thing it was, was that the... Yeah, there's a lot of running in Law there's and Order. There's so much running in Law and Order. I and a lot, of, a lot of looking into the middle distance. Yeah. I'm working out this case. <laughs> you know, I, I think I know who's, mur- who's murdered him, but I've got to look down this staircase. I've got to look down this staircase in a meaningful way. Look down the staircase <laughs> and then run down the and staircase. And then run down the staircase. Run down the staircase. But actually the, uh, the conduit was you. Because I remember texting you and saying, I feel like I need a beat. Mm. and you sent me a couple beats, I was like, I miss rap, man. Yeah. I fucking miss it. I just I just mm. went at it, man. Mm. I recorded like 26, 27 songs. Wow. There's 12 songs on the album. Mm. So that's, that's you know, there's yeah, fucking yeah. no filler on that shit at all. Like, I don't, very, I don't boast about my well. acting. I don't yeah. boast about my stand-up, but rap. Yeah. <laughs> 
You don't boast about your rap. I remember when I was a kid, I heard Fife say on a Tribe Called Quest record, if I don't say I'm the best, tell me who the hell will. And right. I'm like, right. when it comes to rap, I'm like, fuck rappers. I don't, I just, I don't care. Like when, I, when, I, when I come back, there's a lot of yeah. rappers that's going to be like, just like reanalyzing yeah. why they exist. You know what I'm saying? Like, why am I doing this? Like, like my, honored, my, my, my man's 38 and he's come back out. Two kids. Fucking, I got <laughs> a shed. Bro, I got a shed. I got shoes that I only wear for the garden. Do you know what I'm saying? For weeding. And I'm still murking these fucking rappers. You know what I'm saying? Lyrics. 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 I got, I, so Bars. like for me, it was like, it was, it was a deep thing. And at first I was like, at first I was like, no guests. And like I, I build exa- example he's in Australia. Like me and him go like way back. Mm. And I was just like, it'd be dope if I had all the people that I used to be cool with, you know, yeah. to jump on this and just give it that, that validity. So, so we got the rap tour coming up off the back March, of this. End of March. End of March. We're going to be going gonna, uh, Last Skeptic is going to be my DJ. We're going to throw Dream McLean in that set. Yeah, we're going to um, do a bunch of stuff. I got, Michael I got my Payne's new, already new... hollered at me about coming and doing some stuff. It's going to be very it's special. Be, the XOY show is going to be nuts. The, my... the London show is almost sold out already. Fucking hell. Oh, there you go. Which is insane. Because um, I got my new EP with, with Dream McLean dropping January 23rd. Just go. get that in there. Um... Plug, 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 plug. Do you ever filter rap? No, it's, it's beautiful because it was like, when I was doing it, it was all I wanted to do. Yeah, you know, and now I'm doing this, it's all I want to do. So, you know, I'm you kind got of... Focus. It ticks the same box for you. Like, in, in, in like creatively. Like the creative the output, That's yeah. why I lack the focus because some days I wake up and I think, this is what I want to do. And yeah. the next day I wake up, I want to do this. I want to write. I, I want to act. I want to rap. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I kind of... Yeah, I kind of feel like, you know, I came into this on instinct, you know, and I got to a certain point on instinct and now I'm having to actually learn and, and, and grow and, mm. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm opposite people who are like, you know, proper stellar calibre. Mm. So, you know... Talking about me and Doc, obviously. Of course. <laughs> yeah. So I have, I have a duty to, to really try and just progress in this field and try and go as yeah, far as yeah. I can in this field and try and maximise my creative output in this field and if I do that then everything else will fall in place and you, oh, so we have our roving reporter Michael Payne over there have you got your mic on let's uh, say what's up shout out to Michael Payne I shout out to Michael Payne yo Corinne you know what's nuts bro is, is before I even knew you before I even knew Doc and you lot go all the way back yeah I knew Justin before really? you, all you lot. Where did wow. you meet? Where we did went. You we did A levels together, together, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Fortismere. Yeah. So what school? What school did you go? It's to? the same school. Fortismere. It's where Ruben oh, Dangor, who does all the artwork for people, yeah, just Ruben. do nothing. Fortismere is a mad artistic. Michael like, Kiwanuka, hub, isn't it? Yeah, it it's was a, a hub. It was a beautiful. Mm. It was a. It was a very interesting place. You know, especially mm. to go there in the nineties. It was an amazing time to go there because it was this beautiful social demographic that, that, that you know London does so well when we, when we talk about other places that have such segregation mm. where you know people were coming from all around people yeah. were coming from Enfield yeah. Tottenham yeah, Hornsey right. Crouch End people were coming from Archway Highgate East Finchley so we had this it's very wonderful, disparate area you know what I mean well, we've lost a different kind of we had we there. had everything you know what I mean and it was it was a, it was a very interesting yeah. place and you know I got a son I want him to, to, to you know grow up with exactly the same education yeah. which was you know a very uh, open-minded and varied and multicultural How state school yeah. yeah this progressive like you know outlook and all the parents this multicultural beautiful London living which which is you know so unique to mm. him and, and, yeah. and, and you know yeah it's a beautiful thing and that's, that's part of that's part of the thing that makes us who we are you know what I mean of being, being part of <laughs> this London thing 
All right, here we go. So now, after all of that, we're going to do go straight to Michael Payne, our roving reporter. I can't believe Corey's trying to, like, usually it's us trying to hold Corey Usually it's you. Usually it's you guys trying to hold me down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right, ladies and gentlemen. Let's let's fucking pipe down. Let's do this. All right, Michael Payne, you're over there. How you doing, man? So Yeah, I'm good. So let him see an EP that I produced for Michael Payne came out this year. So, big, you know, that's a fucking amazing record. Fuck it. Hey, shout out to all the guests. Artist, man. It was a Listen fucking to his amazing. Shit. He's amazing. You know I mean? He was amazing. I was amazing. We were amazing together. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, we were a great couple, night. man. That was yeah, a special yeah, night. Yeah. <laughs> Only happened once, but it was beautiful. <laughs> it was fucking lovely. Um, so, who have you got for us for our first question this evening? Right. But we do have Jordan Good who job. wants to Good ask job. the first question of the night. Thanks for being Jordan. Jordan. All right. Can I just say also, as we have Jordan Stevens here, one of the guests on my. Tw- the only repeated guest before these guys on my podcast. Can I say Jordan Stevens? Here we go. It's fine. Let's pour drinks okay, everywhere. I'm drunk now. I'm officially drunk now. He's drunk. <laughs> Can we also um, right, make noise for, for? For it's fine. For it's beautiful. My notepad's dead now. It's okay. Can we also make noise for Jordan Stevens, who is in the new Star Wars film Rogue One? What? 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 And. I'm not. I'm, I don't. Want, hey, spoil, what is that? Spoil, wait, hold on. That's two. That, that's two. Rap, two British rappers in Rogue One. Is that right? Yeah, him and Riz. And also, it's ridiculous. Like he actually gets bare line. I'm not gonna fucking spoil around this shit. But he has some we fucking amazing lines. We got two British rappers in, in yeah. a Star Wars movie. Yeah. Can we just have a second for that? And fuck why the fuck me. not, bro? You know, I'm getting a lot of gin poured in my groin area right now. Yeah, I'm so really you know. sorry about that. Have we got... Is there any tea towels at the bar? I'm really... Ah, oh, jeez. I've ruined this. All right. Sorry. Tea towels. All right, Jordan Steven. Tea Steven. towels. What do you call them? What are they called? Yo. Beer, not... beer towels? Beer towels? I don't know. Have another drink. Um, Thank you. Cheers. <laughs> All right. How are you doing? That was a 10-minute intro, Jordan. What, what's your yes. question? Yes. Um, well, I've got... Can I have a question each? For, for one, one each? Yeah, let's do it. Let's fucking All do right. it. All right. So, Doc, uh, my question to you is... Would you rather... <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Now listen, it's a serious You one. better say me in the answer to hey. this. Oi, that was actually, that's, that's, I was going to ask something uncomfortable like that, but I'm not going to. Would you rather have an album produced by Dr. Dre or be the next James Bond? That's to oh, wow. to, Doc. to Doc, um, wow. And then to Ed, the question is, um, on the basis that it's a huge Hollywood role, what, would, what wouldn't you do? If like if someone off if someone offers you like a big 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 film, two, these are two great questions. Yeah, like what <laughs> what would you have to hear from the producer from the director? Like, wow. yo, we're giving you this major role, and you're like, yeah, yeah, sick. It's like, yeah, five hundred million. Budget, I've got an answer for you. Got to do this. Well yeah. done. What would um, that this be? So that's okay. like, those two. Okay, right, so Doc's gonna answer that for okay, me. Okay, Doctor Doctor Dre. Or so I think in in those terms, I'm glad you said James Bond because I think there's a lot of dramatic roles that I would definitely take over a Dr. Dre album but mm. James Bond I don't know I've always found him a sort of creepy rapey <laughs> vaguely paedophilia va- vaguely paedophiliac but I, I like how you said paedophilia like Pedoph- that was the word paedophilia paedophilia <laughs> all right cool yeah. nice I'd, I'd much rather have a, have a Dre album I yeah. find that I find that 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 quite an easy question to answer, but I think I could do better on a Dre album than yeah. as as okay. James Bond. That's fine. All right, Ed. What was Jordan? What was Ed's question? This is a great question. Yeah, I was just saying, like you know, dream director, dream budget, but then you get the character role, and is something that turns you away. What would that be? 
What would be the thing? What's that too far away? for you? Yeah, what is I mean, too far? I mean, the, the first thing I would say is take out the implication of the dream budget because, you know... Okay, no budget, me, no budget, just direct. Whether it's like a, <laughs> no, because there's some directors out there, some amazing... State school. Underground directors. <laughs> <laughs> come on, come on, come on. Sorry, Ed, I want to know. Honestly, I want to know. You know, there's... <laughs> Why are you looking at me? Like, what are you doing? Like, there's, some, there's some amazing underground directors out there. You know, I say underground, but, you know, directors that are making incredible movies, independent movies worldwide, whether they're, you know, Serbian, French, Russian, Canadian, whatever. They're making some amazing stuff. So, yeah. you know, there's certain directors who I feel like I would almost do anything for and it would, you know... Literally anything. I don't know what your imagination is stretching so listen, to, what, bro, Ed, Ed, I hear what you're saying, yeah, like, fuck the budget thing, that was worded badly, I don't think that's what drives you, mm -hmm. but it's like, I'm just saying, a director that you really respect, what would he have to give to you as a part? Would, it, are you, would you say you literally play anything? Would you do blackface? <laughs> <laughs> How could you say that? Wow. Jordan. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, this is, this is, this is Jordan. You knew he'd want to be the star. No, no. Justin, Woo! Said to say that's that. a cue right there. That's a cue. Wow. That's is there anything you won't do? That's what he's saying. <laughs> so you listen, because I want to, I want uh, the, the mic to go around. I want Justin to say, uh, Michael Payne to say the mic around. Question, so you have 20 seconds to answer this. Okay. Very... Very quickly, and then Michael Payne's going to take, take the mic around. If, if it's the right directive, if it's the right project, if the script feels like it's the right thing to do, you know, if it feels, you know, if it feels like it's a disrespectful thing in any way, or if it feels ungracious in any way, then I wouldn't do anything, whether it's yeah. mm. a blackface or anything else like that. Yeah, but, you know, yeah, you look yeah. at Robert Downey Jr. in, in um, uh, Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder, yeah, Tropic Thunder. You know, isn't that, was that his, did he get nominated for... So, he, he, That's a know. lot of yeses and noes. Uh, anyway, you know, so anyway, so... No one you knows. Know, I'm nominated. not giving you no yes or no answer for that because there's so many factors that okay. go into it. But, um, yeah, I often think about how far, how far I would go with certain things. And, you know, I watch, you know, when I'm watching movies, I'm like, would I do that? And the answer is, it would have to be the right director. So I'll give, like, the wanky diplomatic sit That's on the nice. fence answer. Uh, what's really hard to, to, to understand from the outside is Corinne ain't meant to be here. I'm not meant to be here. Ed's not meant to be here. Like, when we were in school, this world that we all inhabit now and that we make a living off of, like, we didn't believe it was a thing for us. Yeah. We, we thought Someone it was else. for the other people. Yeah. That went to Bristol University, that went to Cambridge, that went to Oxford. Yeah. You know, it was for the people who grew up in a showbiz family or whatever. We didn't believe it was for us. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? So, like... It's a weird thing for me, man. Like I, I agree, but I, I, I disagree in the sense that, like, you know, it's not that we weren't supposed. I ain't even said it yet. <laughs> I ain't even made, made, no, yeah. made my point yet. Yeah, Ed, talking. Let's go. <laughs> no, but I disagree in the sense of like I, 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 I'll rephrase it in the sense that like we didn't feel that we were supposed to be here because. I really now feel like I'm supposed to be it's here. It's a small-minded thing that I'm talking about, though. You yeah. grow out of it. But now, and now it's like, you know, I come back and I see, I see like, you know, everyone putting up their gum fingers for Heartless Theme last night. And I come back and I listen to the voice of the great outdoors. And, you know, I realise that's what raised me. And that is, you know, my history and my heritage. Yeah. But at the same time, like, 
nothing defines me. So, mm. you know, the UK hip hop years did not define mm. me. I'm not, not defined by the people who I hung around with when I was 17. Mm. I'm not defined by the, the, the preconceptions of the UK hip hop scene. I'm also not defined by acting. Like, this will not define me. Yeah, so, true. in that sense, like. So, when you're an astronaut next. <laughs> why not, bruv? Well, actually, I don't want to go space. I don't want to go space. Fuck space, no, man. I, you know Fuck what? space. I, fucking... I ain't going space. That's that's sorry. That's there tickled, no that's tickled a nerve for me. I'm not. I just feel like you know. I ain't more, going space. You know the, the the reason that we should decide to not do things or that we would turn down things, you yeah. know, should not be through other people's no you know perceptions, uh, perceptions of, us of, of, of us and what we should be because as soon as I liberated myself from like feeling like I was held back by the straitjacket of the ends or mm. the way I, the way people yeah. feel, you know. You, you grow wings, you know what I mean? That's I agree. You know what I really want to do is, Michael Payne, you're over there with the mic. Who in here has a, a question for the, for, the, for the panel? Look at Corinne. I can't, really, on, I, can't, I can't really see like, any of the people. If you've got a question, put your hand up. You can see better than me, so you, you mean, you, you're yeah. going to have to go to them. Who has a question? Had to be the guy furthest away as well. Really roving out here. Roving out here. You know, it's not even a joke. Yeah. Right, what's your name, sir? Mark. Mark here's got a question. We've got a question from Mark. Speak clearly into the microphone, Mark. Good evening, gentlemen. Evening, Good Mark. evening. Um, it's going to be a bit of a I boring question. I just see your question. gold tooth it over yeah. there. I can't see nothing <laughs> your one gold tooth. NHS darkness. gold tooth yeah, in the background, bro. Blinging with my NHS gold tooth. Straight Child. out of the 90s, man. Straight <laughs> 90s. The 90s. 90s. Child in the right. 90s. It's a bit of a boring question. It might go over some people's heads, but it's to Ben. Okay. As All a fellow right. Palace fan. Oh, so oh shit. Eagle from day, yeah? All right. Pardew in or out? Ooh. Oh, wow. Wow, I mean, I would say I got my boy Steve here. Steve, make some noise wherever you're at. Big up to Steve. That's, that's, that's my Palace brethren in the house. We're Palace, and you know we're we're a small team, and I just think to get rid of Pardew, who the fuck are we gonna get, man? Yeah. All right, next question. Someone's got an aggressive. I hear that. Someone's got an name, aggressive mate? question. I okay. will, brother. I will. Yes, I'm doing it. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, man. Yo, yo, real talk. Would you go into space if it's for a film? <laughs> Yeah. If it was the right quick, director, uh, quick, the right script, the right... Quick, oh, come on, diplomat. <laughs> fucking hell. Ed, you I know the answer, yes, bro. Try and explain to him that they don't really go to space, mate. They wouldn't, he yeah. wouldn't listen. They don't go to I'll, space. Wait, I'll tell you this You now. were actually in space, Jordan. What the fuck? You know the answer to this. You're I'll go Pinewood, my G. I'll go Pinewood. You know what I, I mean? I, I was I'll like, go green screen. Sake. I was like contract up to the ar- asshole, so I couldn't say anything. But like, uh, uh, I was in the last two... It was either me or the dude that you saw in the uh, movie The Martian with um, uh, uh, Matt, you, Damon. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Matt <laughs> <laughs> uh, So I there was like this. the doctor on board was called Doctor Beck, and I was, it was me and him, yeah. me and that guy who got who got it. I didn't get it. Um, the other space related one was um, Young Lando. We and spoke, I can talk about that now. About I can this. talk about that now. That's you, crazy. Because I was, I was, I was. Which went to Childish to Gambino, right? I went fuck to, it, it bruv. I went out. And his, like, I went out his latest with, album is like. You said to me, I'm. I'm I went out with Riz Ahmed. Star Wars, and I said, Young fucking Lando. Young Lando, you said it. I Young said Lando. it. And then for a week on it. on the text, me and me and Corin, we signed off with Young Lando. Like, Young like, Lando. Lando. I said it. <laughs> That's like the ultimate rap name. Jesus but like, Christ. no, no, no. I, 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 I went out with Riz Ahmed getting Nando's. Right in in Soho, Riz Ahmed's star of fucking you know Four Lions and the uh, Night of 
Oh my god, what big up Riz every time, man. Rogue, big up Riz. Rogue One now, yeah. you know. Nightcrawler, Riz, Riz, Riz is the same as me. And future star of the me and Ed podcast, and 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 Ben Plan B. You know, we we we, we was rappers, and and now these guys are doing incredible stuff. That's but true. yeah, I'm I'm in Soho hitting Nando's, and and Riz goes, Oh, have you met Donald? Oh fuck like, off! What? And he has got he's got Donald Glover with him, right? Fuck off! And I'm like. Fuck, because I got the Childish Gambino album 2011 with, uh, you know, I mean, Camp with I, uh, bon- I, I, I watched you know, Comu- Community. Like, like, who watches Community up in here? Come on, make some noise. I fucking dude's watched- a talent. Dude's a talent, Bruh. right? Come on. And, and when, Come I, when, on now. When, I, when I saw him, uh, you know, the first time I heard him was as a rapper. I didn't yeah. realize he was an actor. And then people were going, oh, dude, you know, he's an actor. He's an actor. And so I looked into that. And then I realized he was a fucking stand-up as yeah. well. And I was like, what? This is insane. That's like, brilliant. what the fuck? So I, I said, oh, hey, big fan, big fan. I loved, loved your album and blah, blah, blah. Mm. And he goes, oh, what's your name? And Riz goes, Riz comes in. He goes, this is the UKU. <laughs> <laughs> I was like Riz you're big for that I love you for that <laughs> now Rizzy's the greatest like Rizzy was my yeah, first he's a, he's a yeah, fucking guy Fizzy Rizzy he's you know guy. what I mean Riz was my first um, mentor on Ill Manners you know my first role so he was literally the f- person who who gave me my, my first philosophy on, on you know acting and really taught me and helped me through right. I really would have struggled without him so I owe so much to Riz and- uh, alright Michael Payne where are you somewhere in the fucking place I can't see you make some where, where are you in Michael? the mix up right? hey, in the mix. he's in the, he's in the mix I'm fucking old Jesus Christ look at the there. little red light mate I love that this is sick alright who's got a question I'm creepily sitting behind right. this young lady <laughs> is Aisha got a question the question's right? actually over there I just want to sit right. behind her alright cool. let's no, ask a question it. let's go um, are there any roles or opportunities that you've passed up that you regret doing so oh that's a good question that's a great question <laughs> I'll throw that at you because you're not auditioning anymore, right? Nah. You're no, auditioning? I am auditioning. You're auditioning? But I'll say, nah, like, he, nah, I'm not. I don't man don't that. need I don't to audition, that. bro. No, 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 that's not true. Man don't care that. about all that. Man don't care. <laughs> Fuck that. That's not true. Holly Dempsey knows that. When I'm back in London, we're doing our self-tapes together. No, I'll say, nah, like, I do fucking talk. Nah, nah, no regrets. There's never been no regrets with nothing. There weren't no regrets before this and certainly in this industry. I regret Midsummer Murders. Headlines tomorrow. Headlines. Nah, no regrets, man. No regrets. Because even right. even things with, you know, I don't know, you learn from the negatives like you learn from the positives. So I just think it's a learning game anyway. You are so beautifully diplomatic, man. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So um, I've got a question. Seb's Seb's got a question. Make some noise for Seb on the sound. He's got a question. I've got a question. All right. Um, I think there's about time that there was a UK Lonely Island. When are you, when are you three going to sort that out? Oh! oh! That's wow. A dick in a box too. Wow. <laughs> I mean, we have all of the ingredients. We do, we do. Me, me and Corin were talking for a while, maybe more than a year, about doing like a, a cop show. <laughs> a, we, a spoof listen, cop show. <laughs> listen, our cop show will be fucking sick, all right? Yeah, it, w- it would be. Just it purely would be. for the scene where it's like, I need your badge and your gun. Yeah, we wanted, we wanted to do a scene where you had to hand in the badge and gun. We also wanted a scene where at some point I leave the room and I open the door and I'm going to leave. But then I turn around and I go, oh, and Corin, thanks. 
I really want to do this. <laughs> maybe it'll happen. This? Maybe it'll happen. But listen, I'm guessing, Seb, I'm guessing we, 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 we're way over time. We're fucking uh, having so such a wonderful I'm time. I'm having a now, man. Uh, I'm so, so bored. So drunk now. I, like, need a, I need a piss. Like, all of we haven't even stuff. opened the crackers. I haven't even... Yo, let's do... The, who wants to see us open some fucking crackers? <laughs> all right, okay. Wait, no wait, cheating wait, now, Doc. No cheating time. now. All right. <laughs> Don't leave me hanging. All right, okay. Oh, I lost that one. All right. I think we all have to read our jokes before we finish this podcast. You know, you know, you know what's fucked me up since childhood is that every time I put on one of these hats since I was seven years old, it breaks when I put it on. Which means I've I had an abnormally large head since I was a small boy. I got a fucking Let's water gun. This so this is sick. Listen, I'm gonna st- I'm gonna start with this uh, with our, with the joke from the Christmas. It is fucking Christmas before we wrap up this podcast. Big up Christmas. This fits. This fits. This fits. Um, all right, you guys, you've oh, you've, you've you've had some experience of comedy. Um, <laughs> crowd, get inv- audience, get involved with this before you before you finish up. What did the Martians say to the petrol pump? Get, oh, some, someone just said, "Don't get gas, bro." Don't get Come gas, on. bro. I love my London. Crowd, hey, bro. bro. How amazing would that hey, bro, be? Hey, bro, don't get gas. There's a girl that said it too. Don't get gas. Hey, fam, don't get gas. Hey, yeah. Don't get gas. Um, take your finger out of your ear when I'm talking to you. Fuck this shit. Uh, my joke's so bad, I can't say it. But no, 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 it's rubbish. It's rubbish. No, I want to come on now. You have to say it. I, no, no, no. I, it can't I, be worse than one of my jokes. No, no. I, I, I think children. I think children. As a parent, I think children should be the ones who write jokes for crackers because kids' jokes when they set them up are fucking amazing. I, I thought remember, you. Uh, I but, thought you said kids should write jokes for crackheads for a minute. Now. That as well. That, that as well would be amazing. Is a TV show that I would watch. Yeah. My eldest. Alan Partridge was stick to my phone. eldest when children that write quotes yeah. for crackheads. <laughs> My oldest, when she was like five or six, um, she was like, I'm writing jokes. And she started writing jokes down. And she tried her first one out of me. And I bent up. She goes, "Um, why did the lion get lost in the jungle? Right. I was like, I don't know. And she goes, because it's massive. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that's right. That's a a fucking bar. Because it's massive. So if you're not going to read your joke, then Ed... My joke's shit. I've already rolled it up. It's Ed, you shit. haven't got your hat on, so you're not allowed to talk until you've got your hat on. Yeah. Um, you got to have the talking yeah, hat. You're slipping. Okay. You happy now? I am happy now. I, I just feel like hope we've got, takes we've a got to finish on like a huge high now. Like, what is... Well, I, let's fucking hope have Ed's joke delivers. Have you got an end question? No pressure. There's no pressure. All right, okay. Right, what's yellow and white and goes down a train track at 100 miles an hour? All right, um... Yellow and white train track, hundred hundred miles an hour. Okay, this is tense. Yellow Go on. Yellow and white. Yellow, yellow and white. Oh, wait, what's we... yellow and white? I don't know. Um, pineapple. What's pineapple. white on a pineapple? There's nothing white. You need to like take that pineapple back to the yeah. shop. Like that's... A oh, train right. driver's egg sandwich. Oh, oh fuck off. We that can't, makes, we can't that end makes on you that. want to stab we somebody. Can't end on bro, what are these cheap crackers that you're cheap? This is crackers, fucking cheap bullshit. Crackers. Ain't Sainsbury's. Sainsbury's would have better jokes. Where are them M&S crackers, bro? Sainsbury's yeah. would have some buzz. All right, okay. Well, listen. Um, this is the point in the Thanks for Trying podcast where I'd like to say thank you so much to the Phoenix for having us tonight. Yeah, thank you guys um, for being wonderful hosts and security. Amazing. Super. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much to the audience for coming down to oh, make yeah. some noise yeah. for yourselves. 
Big thank you to Seb White for recording the show. Yeah, Seb. For the past 10 episodes. You're killing it every single time. And you know what? I want to say, I want to say, let's make some noise for Last Skeptic. Yeah, big time. Because you know what? Made this shit happen. From that first moment where we sat, we sat in the tram shed eating up steaks, like in the tram shed, right? With Georgia and um, the fat days. In the, in the old school fat days. <laughs> hey, whoa. And, uh, All right. You know, I look great now. It's no, but fine. we sat there and we was talking about this and you know. I've been so proud. I've been sitting, listening to every, every podcast you do, wherever I am around the world. Yeah, I always, you know, dope, the day man. it comes out, I always text you and give you some feedback and say, I'm so, hyped what I thought, I'm so proud of you, bro. So well done. <laughs> yeah, well done, bro. You know, you know, I just want to lips you both right now, man. You can yeah, fuck right. I'm going to fuck it. You ain't the right director or script for that. Yeah. But I'm the budget. Oh, shit. Um, all right, and finally, before we end the podcast, make some fucking noise for my guests in episode 10. Dope Brown and Ed Scrine! Thank you very much, everybody. So that was episode 10 of the Thanks for Trying podcast, hosted by myself, The Last Skeptic. Big shout out to the guests, Ed Scrine and Doc Brown. And once again, thank you to the audience that came down and listened and watched it live and got really fucking drunk with us. Again, big shout out to Hoxton Gin. Thanks for trying podcast will return in 2017. My brand new EP, Dreamer Clean and The Last Skeptic. Cheese on Brown Bread EP is out on January 23rd and currently is up for pre-order on iTunes, so make sure you go pre-order that now. The instrumental you're hearing is for the lead single, Doing Bits. So if you like that, go pre-order it, peep it on iTunes, go support that. And of course, without forgetting, very importantly, Merry Christmas to every single person listening. See you lot next year. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.